It's intentionally designed and oozes dignity and welcome. So we're, we're really proud and very grateful for the community for helping us make this happen. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere in the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local FM radio dial, Franklin area, in the car, at home, 102.9. Here today in the new location for the Franklin Food Pantry with our Franklin Food Pantry Executive Director, Tina Powder. Tina, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Good morning. It is a great morning to be here. It's amazing. It's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, it's a dream come true. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'll try not to get too emotional because it's been a long <laughs> story even for me, but it's just, uh, it's an amazing space. It's intentionally designed and oozes dignity and welcome. So we're, we're really proud and very grateful for the community for helping us make this happen for the rest of the community who might walk through our doors. And whenever the need is, and I know that's one of the issues, we'll get into perhaps a little bit more detail later, as much as you know the need via the SNAP benefit counts, etc., you don't service as many people as theoretically we should. Correct. Correct. We know from all the data out there that there are more folks in Franklin who are eligible for SNAP than are coming through our doors. And as um, listeners may know, SNAP is the public assistance program that allows folks to um, use those dollars to purchase food. And it is limited. We can get to that later yes. as well. Yeah. We also know that um, the number of children eligible for free or reduced lunch is a lot higher than uh, the number that we see walking through our doors. So those two data sets in and of themselves point to the fact that we um, have more work to do to help those who may need us. Yeah, and we'll get into more of those details, but for those who may not recognize, Tina Powderly, give, give us your little short story, if you will, my and little, how, how you got into this role in particular. It's funny, um, my short story is that I've always been drawn to the food pantry. So I was on the town council in Franklin uh, for two terms back in 2010. Ish. And um, I was working at Milford Hospital at the time. And so given that job, I really was just volunteering. And even back in those days, I was working with the executive director to begin to identify spaces that might work. Um, and then, you know, life takes you through different jobs. You have different opportunities. Um, I was working from home when the executive director role became available. By this point, I had been able to take a spot on the board. Mm -hmm. I eventually became chair of the board. And when the executive director role became available, we decided, this is in the middle of COVID, right. we decided at that point, um, I was lucky enough that the board said um, that they would, they would like to invite me to consider the role um, because we felt like the history would be of, of benefit to the mm -hmm. organization to have somebody who had sort of that perspective. So I was lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time mm -hmm. um, with a lot of people uh, with faith in me. So it really is my dream come true um, in terms of a, a role to be able to do this as my job to help others in the community is um, really a gift. 
Yeah, and we thank you for that. I know we tried talking during those early days, maybe in between the long range planning versus the town council. And we reached out because we identified, oh, she would be good and you were busy. But the time came eventually, so that was great. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> and now we're here. And that in itself is a story because for those who certainly should be aware, many, many years we were benefiting from the space. Rockland Trust allowed us to use uh, in their lot right on West Central. So we were downtown, very centrally located. Correct. And then you had another opportunity that especially post-COVID, wasn't going to be a good fit for the building and the operation. And then Edwin's became available, and now you're here. Correct, correct. It is funny how fate comes together. And COVID really opened our eyes to um, what it meant to meet our clients where they are. Mm -hmm. And we learned that a uh, curbside model was an important point of access for some folks. As you could imagine, perhaps if you have mobility issues or even you've just worked a really long day and you're tired and you just want to pick up your groceries and go, um, you have young kids. So we wanted that to be a core uh, service that we could provide and some of the spaces we looked at um, weren't going to do that for us. So Edwin's became available. Um, it's a wonderful story because the family really wanted something that felt meaningful to them. Um, so we're very happy that they are thrilled to have their legacy in this space. And it's an iconic building that um, has always been recognized as a treasure in the community. Sure. So we take that honor very seriously. Uh, and it was a blank slate that allowed us to design things as they should be. Should be, I suppose, to kind of force-fitting respectfully into the Rockland Trust building, which certainly wasn't intended to be a food pantry. We were very lucky to be there for so long, for sure. But we saw the rising need on the horizon right. um, and, and just tried to plan, um, like any business would, with a strategic plan, what we needed to do to get mm -hmm. from A to B. Um, and now we're at B and we're ready to go to C, which is the real goal. Right, and then beyond, because who else knows what the future is going to hold. So that's part of the overall campaign. Okay, we're going to buy the building, we're going to renovate it, operate, and then build some funding for contingency going forward. Because, yeah, as you said, we're not servicing everybody today. Hopefully more of those will become aware and start taking advantage, which will then, it'll be kind of a domino effect. So. Absolutely. This is really the starting point, and that's our message. Um, the building was the necessary foundation to fully realize the mission, which is not just get food in people's hands, but give them the resources they need to cope with whatever else is going on in their lives that probably brought them through our doors in the first place. Um, so now we have the space to do that. We have the space to provide healthier options for folks, which is really important to overall health. So it allows us to really implement the best practice, which is um, food insecurity does not exist in a vacuum. No. So this is only step one, which is really our, our message. The most important step, but only step one of a, of a great journey. Yeah, and I think for going back to going through college and uh, education days, you know, Maslow's hierarchy, clearly the safety needs need to be met before you move up that chain of, you know, self-actualization. And food security is a key one, but it's not the only one. 
Right. And now right. the space in this community room in particular allows you to be a center site for other nonprofits, which we've talked about in uh, with the Franklin Nonprofit Network. We'll be able to enhance that going forward so that whether via SAFE or HMEA or the Y and your other connections. Our partners. Our yes. partners, yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and we've even seen in the short time we've been here, just a few weeks, we've seen uh, some very real, tangible effects of aspects of this building. So even just in the move, um, because we were lucky enough to have refrigerators and freezers that we weren't going to use because we purchased commercial sure. grade for this space, right. we donated those, donated seven pantries and refrigerators to other um pantries in the area, mm -hmm. donated a conference table, some office furniture. So it really is a pay it for forward model, even within the nonprofit community. Sure. And we take that piece of our mission very seriously as well. So we see um, enhancing the capacity of other organizations. It just makes your organization better. Mm -hmm. um, so we try to share our treasure. We try to share our space. Right. Um, that's the vision. Yep. Yeah. Rising tide. Absolutely. Yeah. And then clearly the building, you were fortunate to both have a building committee and some talented designers and builders and a lot of volunteer effort to put it in. So while it is, and it looks absolutely gorgeous, it was also done at a very reasonable, um, and actually under budget, I think you said? Yes, yes. We added quite a number of things throughout the design that we thought were really critical to the function of the organization the two biggest ones i would say would be a loading dock mm -hmm. um, we had thought perhaps we wouldn't need one and then as we began to think about the operations um, and a loading dock as it turns out is very expensive to build <laughs> as are commercial walk-in refrigerators and freezers but we made a strategic decision to purchase three of those as opposed to two of those because it gets at really the critical um, one of the critical needs that we identified in the community, which is access to healthy, perishable foods. Right. So, you know, you make those changes, you cut edges other places that aren't needed. And uh, we're very proud to say that we came in on time and, you know, on budget. And that has a lot to do with Kuth Ranieri, our architects, and Camford Property Group, our construction manager, as well as all the volunteers, the trades folks who donated their labor, mm -hmm. um, donated materials. So it really was an incredible community effort to get these doors open, and we're very grateful for all of that. Yeah. And it positions you, as you said, to you know, do more, but focusing at least on the initial piece. For those who haven't come by the building, um, and at some point there will be open times for open house, et cetera, but you're still focused right now on making sure that your volunteer staff has the new process procedures and your client base gets comfortable with the new arrangements because things have changed a little bit <laughs> for the better but <laughs> absolutely it you know it's hard to um it's hard to overstate that really we are redesigning a hundred percent of what we do everything is different so it's not a kitchen renovation where you sort of take everything out of your kitchen and then just put it back in maybe a different cupboard mm -hmm. um we used to have to bring our food down into a basement, then up a flight of 
old, pretty old pretty stairs. Pretty old stairs. Hard um, to navigate. <laughs> yep. And now it comes right in through the loading dock, which is fabulous on some grant-funded shelving that has um, expanded our capacity to hold dry goods as well. But that requires a whole redesign. So our volunteers have been extremely patient. Um, there's a level of excitement, but it's a learning curve for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, clients are learning where to park, where the accessible ramp is. You know, everything is just a little bit different, mm -hmm. um, and everyone's so happy to be here. So that's our real focus in the next few months, figuring out what the new capabilities of the building allow us to do. For instance, we've already upped the amount that we receive from our food salvage company every week from 100 to 400 pounds every Ooh. week just because we have the space. You have the space, capacity. Um, yeah. So those are the things that we're um, immediately implementing. It's, mm -hmm. And then more down the road. Yes, and as part of that, the flow effectively is still you know, welcoming. And it's while it's food-based, touch on what we've talked about before you've got other orientation and or resources available so you've kind of, you, you've got space to have a private conversation which in the other facility you didn't have we didn't have so something as simple as a private room for a new um, client to come in and talk about what they're facing um, is front and center you know when we say intentionally designed we mean when someone walks through the door what the the first thing that they they encounter is a private space where they can have a conversation about maybe some difficult issues. We also have the healthiest foods first when they're shopping. Um, that is by design. So the, the feels, the everything down to the colors you choose, um, give an ambiance of dignity and respect and, and a welcoming space. So every single piece of the building was uh, chosen with that in mind. And then even to go back, one of the things that I think, since I was fortunate to be here at the ribbon cutting grand opening, uh, I was saying, since it's located at Edwin's, and Edwin's, to your point, was certainly an iconic location. Everybody knew where Edwin's was. Now the brown building is white. Yes. So <laughs> if you didn't know there was a change here, that will catch your attention. And then, okay, what is this white building? And then Franklin Food Pantry at Edwin's. So if people, by chance, didn't know, now they do. So that gives us two big steps forward to addressing the overall issue. Yes. It, I mean, it doubles our footprint, but it is interesting. Um, you have to fill those shelves with food, right? And True. we do purchase our food, and it's pennies to the dollar because of our relationship with Greater Boston Food Bank. We receive thousands of pounds from our partners in the community, the big grocery stores, as I mentioned, our, our, sal our food salvage partner. Mm -hmm. um, but we do purchase food and we're looking to purchase more food. Right. Um, and so that's what we talk about when we say this is just really the first step. Sure. Um, the, the, the best food, the healthiest food is the most expensive food. And so to purchase that requires funding, and certainly the programs that we want to bring in here mm -hmm. um, require funding. So that's why this is really a transformational campaign that we're talking about, and there's legs to that stool, and having the space to implement all of these changes was one leg of the stool. Right. And then there's you know the ongoing um, sustainability of the organization, and then there's all of the programs. So it's a really, really exciting time for us. Mm -hmm. 
And for those who, at least in the area, have been aware of, say, the food elves and the turkey trot and the holiday distributions, now there's also a building campaign, you know, which is more than just a building because that's part of the tagline. It's not just the building, as you've said multiple times. It's, it's the programs and the relationships and the uh, raising the tide that will help overall. Um, yes. So the building campaign is funding for obviously the building and the retrofit, but also providing some stable funds for future and expansions as well. Yeah, we are 100% donation run. So um, there's not a line item in anyone's budget that goes to the Franklin Food Pantry. Mm. So we have great relationship with the town of Franklin. They have helped us um, in so many different ways and we care for a lot of the same populations. So sure. we have a great working relationship um, with the schools, with the senior center, with Franklin Fire, Franklin Police. Um, health department right. I could go on and on yeah there's, uh, there's a number there but running the running the building the staff it takes small staff mm -hmm. of, of nine folks with a hundred volunteers to manage turning on the lights putting gas in the truck keeping electricity to those beautiful commercial walk-ins mm -hmm. that's all donations um, donations and grants that we um, are responsible for securing so um, it's it's a big lift but the community has always met the need, so I know that they will meet the, the future growing need. Right, right. And at least from my perspective, where now that is much more visible, <clears throat> much more out in the world, uh, people will be able to visibly see more of where their money's actually going to, as Absolutely. opposed to, I mean, you had the little tiny building, well, what did they do there? <laughs> You know, trying to understand the volume of however many bags or even, you know, uh, backpacks for the school kids on the weekend, uh, how many programs of those you did, et cetera. The numbers are staggering, and yet, as we've talked, they're not all that they could be, so. Absolutely. Uh, I was saying earlier this morning, last May, <clears throat> we saw 270 families over the course of the month mm -hmm. in 2022, and last month in 2023, we saw 340 families. Wow. That's a huge sure. increase, and that's just one statistic correct um yeah and that potentially at least the awareness and yet that was also before the building opened <laughs> right? although the word was on the street the building hadn't opened yet right and after the building opened this is a great example of it's not just um it's not about the building it's what you do in the building True. so we have new clients show um about our front doors as walk-ins without appointments all the time we were averaging one to two a week in our previous spot. The first two weeks we were open here, we had 13. Mm. So not only was increased visibility, hopefully allowing folks to see us and come into right. us and access the services, but we were allowed to service them in a completely different and more humane way. Yeah. So as opposed to saying, thank you, but our space is a little too small. We can't see you right now. Here's some, food, please come back for an appointment, um, which is what we had to do in the old space. No mm -hmm. one ever left without food, but right. it wasn't the full experience. Sure. In this space, all 13 folks were able to have a full shop the moment they walked in. And it takes a lot of bravery to walk in that door. So to be able to say to someone, thank you, we hear you, um, and we can help you right now, um, is 
what you want to do and mm -hmm. is very gratifying to be able to do. And that, again, is a function of the building giving us a space to help folks um, at the moment they need it. Sure. That the welcoming, the respectful conversation, the identification of the needs, clearly walking out with a bag or more, but then if there's something else that needs to be done, making those relationships, making those referrals to go along with that. Yeah. And of course, the money. So you've got an annual campaign and now the building campaign. There's links on your website. There'll be links in the show notes. There's plenty of opportunity to give money, goods, time. You're, you're welcoming all of that. All of the above. We need all three of those things to keep our little engine running here. Um, so time, you can volunteer. We have a robust volunteer force. It will change your life. Um, I will say that the folks you volunteer with and the folks that you help become sort of part of your family. Um, money, of course, this is what helps us, as I've said, keep the lights on, purchase the food, provide the services to um, the clients who walk through our door. You can also donate food. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that building will allow us to do is grow some community programs. So stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. But you can always do a food drive from very small in your neighborhood to maybe very large with your, your workplace or your social organization. That information is all on our website at mm -hmm. Franklin Food Pantry. Um, so those are all ways to sort of get involved. And one of the things you touched on, and we can emphasize here in terms of the donation, the food stamps, the SNAP benefits, only cover specific food items. So one of the key pieces that I've seen, certainly on your current needs list, paper goods, feminine products, um, even pet food, those are certainly not covered. And yet, based on the family arrangement of the people with the need, clearly paper goods, feminine products, those are required. They're still needed. That's still, you know daily life requirements. People um, have said to us when we poll um, our clients, the number one thing that they, that they want is healthy produce, um, but what they need is toilet paper. And it's such a basic, basic mm -hmm. need. It's almost hard to imagine um, that public assistance doesn't cover it, but they don't. So yes, please. Um, those type of goods, the paper goods, cleaning products, mm -hmm. um, hygiene products, and feminine hygiene products, um, those are not covered. So um, those type of goods are great to donate, but again, your funds we can either use to purchase. Um, a listener might donate their funds. It allows us to purchase what we need at that moment, mm -hmm. whatever's in high demand or whatever we are low on. So it gives us the flexibility as well as our dollar can go a lot further than if somebody purchases it on their own. Right, through the relationships with Greater Boston Food Bank and your other partners. Yes. That's all good. I think we've covered some of the key points and I think this will be part of a series as we continue to explore and help Obviously, Franklin, be aware of what you're doing and the services you're providing and how they can help uh, as we go forward. So thank you for taking time today. I know your schedule is fairly busy, as you mentioned, 100 volunteers, nine people, it's, and still filling the, fitting into the new building, the new processes. Thank you very much on behalf of the listeners. Thank you, Steve, so much. It's been, it's been a wonderful journey, and we feel very supported by this community, and we look forward to what we can do in the future together. And a quick reminder, we do this because Franklin 
matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.